Welcome Builders from Lakeland, Florida. This is the Build Your Success Leadership Podcast with your host, Brian Brogen. We're going to empower and equip you to build yourself and then build others. Now, let's build up with your host, Brian Brogen. Hello, Builders. It is great to have you as a listener of the Build Your Success Podcast today. As always, we like to build you so you can build others. We do that through some training and then through some special guests. So today I'm glad to have Case Lane. Case is a global writer. She's a traveler, entrepreneur, observer to the future, and the founder of Ready Entrepreneur. Ready Entrepreneur helps aspiring entrepreneurs understand how to take advantage of technology and global resources to achieve lifestyle freedom from starting their own business. She's a former diplomat. She's a consultant and a corporate executive. Case is educated in communications, political science, business, law, and economics. And the ready entrepreneur approach to lifestyle freedom is based on her education, experience, observations, and interactions with entrepreneurs all over the world. Welcome to the podcast, Case. Thank you so much, Brian. It's great to be here. Thank you for having me. That is so awesome. So, so today we're going to be talking about recasting yourself. And you and I had a, had a short conversation before mm-hmm. the podcast here. And, and let's just dive right into this. You know, one of the things you talked about was pivoting from education into a career. So tell us a little yes. bit about how to, as a student, to recast yourself as an employee. Absolutely. It's very important to start thinking about who you want to be when you're moving into that next phase into your career. So when you're going from student to employee, you have to think about not just, you know, the actual company you're going to work for, something like that, that's important, but how you want to present yourself. What type of skills do you want to develop? You want to work on your communication skills, your interaction with people, your negotiation, your writing, your presentation, all of these things. So you have to start thinking like that. You have to start thinking like a professional. It's great fun to be in college. As you heard, I've been in college five times (laughs) and it's fabulous, but you know, that's a much more relaxed environment than when you're going into the professional world. You have to be cognizant of all the people that are around you. And you have to think about how you want to grow and develop yourself as a person in that environment. So you focus on those skills, but you focus on it now. You switch your mind to think, I'm no longer a student. Now I'm a professional. And what should I be concentrating on? Yeah, most definitely. There's definitely a mindset shift when it comes Mm -hmm. to making that, that transition. And so I, I appreciate Absolutely. you encouraging those students how to make that transition and, and flip that switch, if you will. Yes. So let's also talk about transitioning into a new career. Say someone's been on a job um, and they want to they try out a new career. Mm-hmm. How about that recasting? Yes. And that's, it's, it's very similar in the approach in terms of changing how you think. So, and I've, I've done sort of multiple careers in different places. I've worked at a small business. I've worked for government, a big uh, private partnership, a big global corporation. And so you each time, and again, you're, you're coming into a new environment and all the people that are already there have been there for a while and they know how they like things to go. You're the new person coming in. It's not about your ideas and so on. It's about how you sort of rise up to how they like to do things and work at their level. So when you start to change and you and you decide, okay, it's a new career now, you have to 
assess that environment. That's what I uh, I do with uh, with aspiring entrepreneurs. I, I I want people to understand how to assess the online business environment, for example, so that as you're going into it, you feel much stronger. You have a much stronger foundation as you're going forward. And you do the same thing as as a professional or anyone working who decides that you want to switch careers. You take a look at what that world looks like and. It's sometimes difficult for people because you think, oh, I know a lot. I've studied. I've worked. I've, I'm sort of already there. But each each type of profession and industry has their own nuances, and you want to always be aware of that and always keep yourself a little, you know, in tune to what's happening around you. That way, you don't want to lose your your step forward when you're coming in new, especially. You don't want to lose any momentum that you've got because you just weren't paying attention to how things are done. You know, I like that. And and thinking about recasting yourself as a student or as someone changing careers, mm-hmm. you don't want to forget your experience. You don't want to no. not use what you've learned and what you value, but you want to supplement and add to that with, the, yeah. with this recasting. So I'm sure there's some, some opportunities to get trained in a new field, uh, mm-hmm. or if you're onboarding with a company, there's going to be times of transitions and and some new things you need to learn, even if you've learned the uh, the nuts and bolts of, of a career from college mm-hmm. or from your past uh, experiences. Now you need to learn the nuances of this new company or this right. new business you're exactly. going into. So what, is, what are some ways that you encourage people to do that? Well, you actually just mentioned one training. I was just going to say, I like that you mentioned that because a lot of companies do do that. Sometimes it's mandatory and sometimes it's optional. And I feel like that's one area where people sort of don't take advantage of an opportunity to learn because you don't have to be totally uh, immersed in the subject that they're trading about, but it, you learn about the company. You see where they're placing their attention, where they're spending money, where, what kind of resources. Usually they bring in outsiders to do things like that. So why are they doing that? You'll start to learn, you know, you'll start to get a sense of things that a typical person might not be looking at because they're like, oh, it's just, you know, more company stuff and they're tired of it. They want to go home or something, uh, you know, or they don't want to spend their lunch hour doing that. Well, go ahead and check it out for yourself and see what's really going on. It's so much more um, sometimes than what you think because you know it's, it's somebody sort of imposing an agenda <laughs> and, and uh, you might think that it's just another so sort of a, a corporate waste of time when in fact it's somebody's major project. So you, you want to look into that. You want to take advantage of that. And then you, there's so much information available now where you can learn skills uh, offline, online, um, w- on your own time. If there's something that you think is missing, let's say you are, let's say you are, you are going to do a big presentation and you haven't had a lot of time to speak in front of groups before, and you want to do that practicing. I totally encourage people. You can join uh, organizations like Toastmasters and learn to speak in front of people and do that on your own time. Build that skill. That is a skill that transfers everywhere. And that's the other thing you need to remember. Nowadays, jobs in in one place are short. (laughs) They're not like they used to be. You don't stay somewhere for decades. So you build skills in each place that you can use at the next one and just keep transferring them and carrying them on. You can use them if you're going online, you can use them in, you know, in public and so on. You want that as well. You want to make sure you have just a solid grounding of personal skills that are transferable. 
So any opportunity that you see to take advantage of that, then then definitely do it. That's what I say. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And and you know, one of these recasting things you and I had a conversation about is your side hustle. And that happens to be something that I've done. This this podcast and some of the training I do is a side hustle. And and how can your side hustle expand your skills? What are some ways that you see we can expand our skills with our side hustle? Yeah, I think oh, there's so um, so many. You know, first of all, I think most people will pick something for a side hustle that they're really interested in. And when you're really interested in something, you pay a lot more attention. <laughs> you're passionate about it, and you actually. Um, are really building your skills even more because you just really want to get it right. So if you're doing something, anything online that involves using the latest technologies, you're obviously gaining the skills there of learning how to do uh, building a website or writing a podcast or writing a blog, something like that. If you're setting up an online store, you're getting a level of management skill as you deal with products, you deal with payments, you deal with customers. Uh, You could be you could be an executive who decides you want to do something online and you're just going to outsource everything. So then you're managing teams, you're managing people maybe all over the world that you've never even met, <laughs> but you have to learn how to work with them and get them to understand what you need and so on so you're not wasting time and money. So in each one of these ways of approaching uh, the, the work as you go forward, there's an opportunity there just to build your skills and use the, your skills more you know, in a, in a way that's more satisfactory for you. Like I think so many people, they go to work and maybe in the beginning, especially they're really enthusiastic and everything's great and it's all new. And then after a few years, they're used to it and they get bored and they're not being challenged anymore. And because the company only brought them in to do some one thing, there's not much room for growth and so on. So, but let's say it's a decent job and you like the people and so on, so you don't want to leave the work but you really want to improve your skills and, do, and be more challenged what you're doing. So you develop a side hustle that requires you to use you know, what you, everything that you've got instead. <laughs> and you, suddenly you find yourself, and it could be evenings and weekends, but you'll find yourself just improving so much more. And, and you, of course, you're doing, again, something that you're really interested in, really, you really enjoy. So you could really take it to the next level because you'll, you'll focus on it and just, um, just accelerate as you go through and each day that you're improving and doing something different. As a, as a side hustler, I have to amen you on all the above. It, it's been a learning curve. Yeah. It's challenged me in many ways. Um, mm-hmm. And it just keeps that creative side of me, you know, that, that I don't necessarily get to use in the construction industry. Yes, uh, yeah. that, that, it, that it just helps me, you know, develop that and grow that. You know, one of the things that, that I like to tell people, and they've heard on this podcast a lot, is some of the things I've learned to do, I've learned to do through volunteering as a mentor. So mm. you spoke about the Toastmasters. Yes. Um, yeah. Some of my original public speaking was the high school students to tell them okay. about the construction industry. So I would also encourage if you want to practice, maybe volunteer in the high schools. They love to have industry professionals come in and mm-hmm. speak to and encourage young people. So there's another way to, to yes. utilize these skills and maybe not be under pressure to be a professional speaker. Uh, but but to get to talk with yeah. students that want to hear you speak and practice those skills. I think that's a fantastic idea. It gives you, you know, on so many levels because you're, you know, you're contributing to the community and so on. But you're like you say, you don't have to be the great polished speaker, but you can go into it at, at each time feeling, you know, better each time that you go into it. You obviously you want to do a good presentation and then all that practice 
for come for the day that when you do get you know asked to be on a big stage <laughs> in a big event or something, you're all ready because you've had all that practice speaking to high school kids and you've always got into it and and done a good job. And so again, you're it's a, it's another way to be constantly developing your skill, a public speaking skill in a less I'll say less threatening environment, so to speak, um, but still delivering for for people and um, helping them out. I think that yeah, that's a great approach for sure. Yeah. And I have found, you know, what I volunteer in for life does prepare me better mm -hmm. for some of the successes in life. So again, I got to practice some of that. I've learned what, what boards consist of, what fundraising consists of. Yeah. And those things have just really helped me prepare to uh, be successful with other endeavors in life. So yeah, that's I think so, so neat. Yeah. People can remember that all of the, uh, the charity organizations are organizations. They are run structured like companies they are structured like companies. They have boards and, and they have, you know, finances and meetings and operations and staffing and so on. So yes, you can get those management level skills by volunteering in a charity organization and working in the infrastructure, the administration of the organization. I think that's a, that's a, yeah, that you certainly, and then, Again, if you're not feeling challenged at work, offer your skills where where they're needed. Yeah, and you know when you when you volunteer for something, or as you alluded to, when you determine a side hustle, mm -hmm. you're going to be passionate about something you volunteer your time for, yes. or something you're going the extra mile above and beyond what you normally do. Yes. And what okay. you're passionate about is easy to do. It, it's something you desire. It's something you want to do. And, and it'll help you build those creative skills. Now, there are some administrative things that, you know, none of us really enjoy doing that are part of it. But uh, it always, if your heart's in something, you're going to go a, a further extra mile for something you have a heart for. Yeah. And I, I was, you know, all the things you don't like to do are a learning, <laughs> a learning experience also, <laughs> just like dealing with people that, you know, might not be the best. Uh, it's all part of the learning experience. And hopefully you don't have to do anything you don't like for a long time. But <laughs> those things come up. And, and just I think if you just think of it as just additional knowledge that you're getting, then you could go do it and move on. <laughs> awesome. So you're actually uh, publishing a book. Tell us a little bit about the book, the title and, and what it's about and when the Listeners can get their hands on it. Tell us about yeah. the book. Yeah, my next book is called Recast. <laughs> it's uh, the subtitle is the Aspiring Entrepreneur's Practical Guide to Getting Started with an Online Business. So that's clear, but and, uh, it's a long subtitle, but it focuses on helping people get started. That's where I am in the process. So many people say they like to start a business. Some statistics say like 60% of the population wants their own business. But so often the first question back is, well, I don't know where to start. I don't know how to start. And what I do in Recast is that we, I, I do what, what we talked about. I write about you know, how, your mindset and switching that over. But then I give you the first 10 actions to take that are help you that will help you that process, that will help your momentum. So the first part is all around the foundational things. And it might sound trivial to some, but these foundational things are critical. Like, where are you going to work? You know, some people will say, oh, I can't, couldn't find anywhere to work. And it's not really that they couldn't find anywhere. It was just that that's a good excuse. And, and the excuse is coming from fear, not from not wanting to do it. Everybody wants to start a business, but this fear about lacking, lacking confidence, not really sure if you're the right person, if you could be doing it and so on. So with that in mind, I say start with these incremental foundational steps, like deciding where you're going to work. 
that starts helps your mind starts to switch over. You know, here's your your home or something, and if you're gonna set aside that table or desk or that corner of the basement or whatever for your office, that's gonna start that you're gonna start thinking, okay, I'm I'm really doing this now, and I, and get your things around you. I, I point to the um, with the work environment. When you go to work at a new job, HR takes you around, shows you where you're going to work, shows you where the coffee is, where the water is, where the supplies are. So do the same thing for yourself. You know, instead of giving yourself an excuse like, well, I couldn't get any coffee today or something, so I didn't do any work. Is And that people do that. <laughs> but instead of doing that, set everything up ahead of time. Set up everything like it is your, you know, really is your office. Make sure you know where you're going to have your coffee and your water and everything like that, where your snacks are kept, where your supplies are. Make sure the Wi-Fi works properly in that corner of the house, you know, <laughs> make sure that's all there. So you do these all incremental steps. And then you move on to the creative part, which is deciding what your business idea is going to be, deciding on your action plan, reaching out to your community, reaching out to people that you know who are maybe be able to help you or doing something similar to what you're doing. Um, I know a lot of people are concerned about reaching out to friends and family because they think, oh, you know, nobody understands. I'm suddenly doing a business that doesn't make any sense to them. And I get that. <laughs> so I always say, do an end run around friends and family in a way and just ask them if they know somebody who might know X or Y or whatever it is you're interested in. That will pique their curiosity because they'll be like, what are you working on? <laughs> but um, but you can say, hey, I know you used to volunteer for such and such an organization. Do you know so-and-so? Or hey, you went to high school with so-and-so. I, I hear they're in this and that's what I'm doing now. And you kind of, so you do these sort of roundabout questions to find the people that may be able to help you. You don't know how yet. They could be future customers, they could be mentors, or they could just be entrepreneurs who have good ideas that you can have a copy with and hear about and listen to. So I have all that, that's the creative part of the process. And the reason I set it up like that is again, to give you like a roadmap, a pathway forward that you can actually go through step-by-step-by-step step step to say, okay, this is how I'm going to do it. So that when you come out at the end at number 10, you're ready to take that first action towards actually doing the, the specific business that you targeted. So that's how I set it up. I, I love that, you know, these foundational things are so important mm -hmm. and the simplicity of it. You know, yes. a previous guest of ours talked about simple equals successful. Yes. And I think yeah. too often these excuses, um, the fear and the excuses, mm -hmm. because we make it so large and such mm -hmm. a difficult task and, and we have these huge expectations is another problem. You yes. know, everybody wants to be the next superstar. <laughs> well, superstars had to take baby steps. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I love your analogy of where are you going to work from? That's such a simple yeah. thought, it is. but it's a step in the right direction. <laughs> yes. And, and, and you need that step too often. People are worried about how they're going to advertise, where right. their website right. is, all these big things when just getting started is so important and mm -hmm. start with the small things. I was in a sales training last week and the guy said, sell before you ever have a website, have yeah. income before you ever. And he talked about how that would prepare you for who your customer base is, right. what's your, what your value proposition is, because when you get started, if you nail yourself down to one thing mm -hmm. and it's not the thing that people are willing to pay for, mm -hmm. you, you may have messed up. It's not the lane you need to be in. Right. You definitely have to have a lane, but you <laughs> might be able to discover that lane 
through some trial and error and, and failing forward. That's the way you want to do it. Absolutely. That's the way. The, and, you know, I, I speak from experience of doing it all backwards. So I'm saying <laughs> that's what it was one of my, uh, you know, I wanted to write the book because I, I, I had done things incorrectly as I could see, partly because in the online world, there's so much noise. And like you say, the superstars, the gurus, and they're all like, oh, you can make a million dollars in 10 minutes doing nothing, you know? And then you you wait, is they, you, they, you think, is that what they did? And I started to really look at what people were doing. I, I read a lot of books, uh, biographies, autobiographies, entrepreneurs. I looked at a lot of, you know, there's a lot of detailed blogs around what people are really doing. And you realize like, no, it, it's a bit of a slug, you know, you really have to, you're going to have to spend the time. And, and, and so uh, having that superstar story that it's all going to happen overnight is just not helping you. And it's better to think about, yeah, get yourself set up and then incrementally go into it. I, that process of starting small, start with something without, yeah, you don't need a logo. You don't need a website. You don't need all of that to get started. You need a good idea. And a good idea that fills a need that people are something that people want or need the, a product or a service. And if you're, you have business ideas in your head and you're already thinking about these things because you saw a big problem, you saw some gap that should be filled or you saw that people were, people were asking for something. You think, OK, I'm going to I could do that. I could help provide that product. Well, then provide it, like get the product, you know, get it made, get that prototype. Give it to those people who were talking about it and see how they react and don't you know, go for the whole big picture before you've even figured out if that even makes sense. So that is the way to approach it for sure. I agree. Yeah. I like that. I, I just can't emphasize enough to keep it simple. I'm, mm -hmm. I like to say, keep it Brian proof because uh, that's, that helps me out to just start small yeah. work towards a common goal. And I like to say, you know, as I've, as I've worked small and taken these smaller steps, mm -hmm. sometimes I look up and say, how in the world did I get here? Yeah, And then I realize it's all those steps behind me, all those smaller yeah. things we've done that have led to these opportunities. You know, they talk about when opportunities presents itself, be prepared for it. Yes. And so yeah. you can only get prepared by trying these things and learning these new, mm -hmm. get, getting outside of your comfort zone mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and, and honing on these skills. So, so, so yeah. what else case can you, can you give our listeners today that is just some great information for this transition and, yeah, I just want to build a bit about what you were just saying, because as, as we were talking about earlier with developing skills, if you develop your product or service incrementally as well, you learn each time. And at the same time, you're building your audience and you're building your community, because let's say you present something to people and it's not quite what they're looking for. Don't be afraid to change it. Now, don't throw away everything because, you know, you think, oh, that person didn't like it. Therefore, I'm not going to do it at all because, that, you know, that happens as well. And it's a big world and you're looking for the people who are on your wavelength. But if somebody's giving you feedback that says, oh, it could be a little bit like this or a little bit like that, that person's already in your community. You've gained one person in your community, even though it's not the exact perfect product that they wanted. And then as you evolve and grow and pivot and change and develop, that person's still there and maybe is telling a few other people and a few other people. And before you know it, when you're ready with the version of the product that everybody really likes, you've already got that community with you. So just like as you're developing your skills, if you start incrementally reaching out bit by bit by bit, you're also going to build that big community with you at the same time. I love that. And I, and I tell you, 
when someone tells you what they want, that's gold. Yes. So if, if they want to tell you how to refine your product and make it better for them, that's a client that they're yes. speaking the language you want to hear. Yes. So listen up to, you know, turn those ears up. And, and <laughs> I heard somebody say squint with your ears, you know, start to, when, when a, when a client speaks, you need to turn your ears on at that point, because if you're asking them to make an investment in you an investment in mm -hmm. your product, mm -hmm. they need to know that you're going to deliver something that's valuable to them. Yes. You have to remember who you're targeting, why you're doing it. I know for some people, they're thinking, well, I'm just passionate about this thing. And I'm just going to do it anyway. It's like, okay, fine. But don't you really want to sell it <laughs> to someone? <laughs> or are you just going to put it out there for fun? Uh, and which some people might decide they're just doing it for fun. That's fine. But if you're planning really to start a business and you want to have a community around it, like-minded people, customers, clients, and you want to earn income and build that financial security, then you really do have to respond to the marketplace. That's a great thing about entrepreneurship in that sense that uh, it's objective that you'll see, you know, either you're earning revenue or you're not. <laughs> so, so that will tell you a great deal about what you're doing and how you're approaching it. It could be you have a good product and a poor approach. That happens too. If you don't have a good um, marketing process in place or it's one that just doesn't hit the people you're trying to get to, doesn't hit your dream customers, then you have to make the adjustments there. So there's a lot. That's why it takes so long. There's a lot of incremental adjustments that take place and all the superstars, that's what they were doing. Many of them changed their approach many, many times. It didn't just happen overnight. They started one way and they kept adjusting, adjusting, adjusting over years, in fact, until finally it hit. And that's what you have to think about, too. Think of it as a as a long road where, you know, you're going to have to make adjustments where you're going to be responding to people, but the people you're responding to should be your dream clients. Don't respond to the people who you know are not the people you're trying to sell to anyway. Like, don't worry about what your cousin says or whatever if they're not in your community. But just respond to the people who would be your dream clients, your dream customers. Keep changing that way. Keep growing with them and delivering. And then, you know, and it's the people who stick with it who win in the end. If you, you know, the, the stories of the most successful entrepreneurs are, are stories of people who did the work and they just kept doing the work. And that's the only secret sauce I've ever seen. You know, <laughs> they don't have any other special skills. Entrepreneurs come from so many different backgrounds and so many different circumstances. And But the only consistency I've seen is that they do that work and they just keep doing it and keep doing it, and do, keep doing it. And they don't give up and they don't, you know, um, quit essentially. Yeah, that stick with itness, that yes. that staying with it, stay in the course, mm -hmm. maybe refining your process to uh accommodate your client and 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 hear them. But yeah. but don't uh don't go with every rabbit hole and every rabbit trail that, that someone puts <laughs> in front of you that's that's a money making way right. of doing things. Right. So and I know that's difficult because there is so much out there, but you really have to know what you, and that's why, again, with my process with recasting, because you spend time on your mindset up front, you know what you're looking for and you start to weed out those things that are just coming at you, you know, as noise and they, they look really shiny apple, but you have to push them back and go for what you really should be working on. Exactly. Yeah. That focus yes. is, is going to yes. be real good at, <laughs> when you get, get there and you can focus on solving the problems you set out to solve. Yes but for paying clients, because earlier you said something about fun. Well, fun doesn't pay the bills. You know? <laughs> Just if, if, if we, if we can be having fun, it, everybody would be out having fun and get paid for it. But there is going to be some sweat equity in anything you do. And, and that's, yeah. that, that may not be fun. Yeah. Uh, 
the, the end outcome is going to be fun. And, That's right. And the way you come about it will be very rewarding, but the, uh, but you got to labor to get there. So there's no way around getting, working hard. <laughs> yeah. And keep your eye on the goals. Like, yeah, like you said, the outcome is the fun part. So keep your eye on that. That's, that's why I tell people too, when they're, you know, it's really easy to feel down in this uh, business where it is a lot of work and different things that are going on. And, and so you start to feel, ah, it's not going to, not going to make it. Even if six months goes by, seven months goes by, nothing's happening, but keep an eye on what you really want. That long-term goal of how you want to manage your life, you know, that extra financial security or what, whatever the, whatever the real reason is that you're doing this, whatever your definition of lifestyle freedom is, whatever your definition of success is, keep those ideas in mind. So then you'll push through. And I, as I said, it's really the, it's the perseverance. It's the ones that just keep pushing through. They're the ones who are successful in the end. Well, Case, that's some great uh, reminders and refreshers. This is where we got to stop here. So mm-hmm. tell our listeners where they can find you, your website, uh, how they can get a copy of the book when it comes out, and then uh, any kind of social media. Go ahead and make that broadcast now. Yes, absolutely. So I, the website is readyentrepreneur.com and you can certainly join the community there and reach out to me there on social media. It's at red on Facebook. It's at ready entrepreneur HQ and on Instagram, it's at ready entrepreneur and on Twitter, it's at case lane world. And so you could find me there, reach out, say hello. And I will give you a link for the listeners, Brian. Um, that would be to a special summary guide that I put together of recast which tells you what the t- first 10 actions are. It's an overview of what the first 10 actions are. And if you sign up to get that free summary guide, then you'll be on my list and I'll let you know when the book is out as well. Well, thanks so much for that case. And we appreciate you being on the podcast today. And uh, thanks for everything you're doing for these entrepreneurs, these people making these transitions. It's awesome. Thanks. Thanks for having me. It was great. Thank you. For the listeners, it's great to have you on the Build Your Success podcast today. I'll include all of that information in the podcast description so you can go back and find those links. I appreciate you listening to it. And if you will, do me a favor, go to whatever platform you're listening to the podcast on. Give us an honest review and rating and share this podcast with others. Thanks so much. Remember to build yourself and then build others. Want to learn how to build yourself and build your team? Visit www.buildcs.net and learn about Brian's programs, special offers, and more. Build yourself and then build others.